Today is July 29th, and the Yankees just salvaged a four-game set. They bottomed out in Boston, but got it together for game four, which really changes the vibe of this podcast. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk Yanks. Steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. What's up, everybody? Thank you for clicking play, hanging out with us today as we recap the series that was. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I got my co-host, Jake, wearing a high school uh, lacrosse penny. Close. Track, baby. Wow. Field and track. Track and field, a lot of people call it. but uh, Field ooh, and man, track. I- I think uh, we're we're gonna get a couple embarrassing mm-hmm. stories later. I've got a couple track stories, but they didn't even make the cut, so that'll be for another up. Yeah, your life. I mean, one embarrassing story a day. You think? I'd say I'm less shy with my embarrassing stories. I put myself in a situations where there's more embarrassing stories. And I am an embarrassing story. And my name's Jake Story. How about that? Welcome How about to talk. That? Yanks. Welcome to talking Yanks. It's uh, this this last win really, really saved us from a brutal no music. The it would have been the first no music episode of the uh, seer- season. Yeah, we're good. We're good, guys. Uh, it, we bottomed out, and we got to talk about it. There's a lot of problems. Jake and I both hit kind of like hot take uh, points where we were texting each other things. That we won't tweet because you put them on Twitter and then people fucking go crazy. Everything's like, you can't have a flippant thought on Twitter. It's like, oh, that's your thought forever and always? And that's what you're going to, that's what you think forever? It's like, oh, no, man. I just kind of like had a moment. Can't do that online. Yeah, Jimmy, that's that's what I kind of wanted to preface everything with. Because a couple things I'm going to give you first. Any people out there looking to start your own podcast? Little secret from the biz. A negative, fully negative podcast sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's just a little inside info. Number two, if we say something nice during this episode, which I think we will, that doesn't mean we're downplaying the bad stuff. Yes, the starting pitching is a nightmare. Yeah. And I, I hope, I hope help is on the way. And I think it will be by the next time we talk. By the way, call in uh, any of voicemails. We're doing our voicemail up a little early tomorrow. I'm I'm sure you're jonesing to, to get your thoughts out there about some sort of trade, and we'll see if if we can stomach it or not. But just because if we say something nice this episode doesn't mean we acknowledge how bad things were with the starting pitching and, and where we're at with that. So uh, that's that's my little opening spiel. Jim, if, if you want that or you want to go somewhere else, please. No, I mean, that's good. Yeah. No, I mean, I'll say, I'll, I'll say whatever on the podcast because people don't like – screenshot it and hold it like text it like two weeks later i thought you said this and it's like well well i did in the moment but anyway yeah i i went to some dark places during the series i think every yankee fan did uh and we'll see we'll see how it comes they do end up going what three 
three and four on the road trip, which uh, you want a, a a road trip against you know two of two of the top teams in the AL. But you want to beat them. And, in in what seemed like a bottoming out moment, and we we talked about it, man. The Red Sox are always a multiplier, and yeah, it sucks. It sucks. We lost three out of four. Thank God we salvaged the last one. And the thing that sucked the most, Jim, was the first three looked like some of the worst baseball we've played this year, and we weren't in the games. It, yeah. it just completely they were no- sucked. Non compete. This episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by James Willard. James Willard. It's a nice name. Ryan Thayer. Throw your hands in the Thayer. Thayer. Ryan Thayer. Philip Doria. Yeah, sure. Daria? Daria? Doria, Daria, yeah. Jordan Turok. 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 I think we've got got another Turok, so we're just collecting the Turok family. Uh, Oh, no, we're collecting Jordan. So we've got another Jordan right below. Jordan Aragon. Double Jordans. Nice. Those both Aaron sound like they strong. could be. They, those both sound like they could be uh, Game of Thrones, like House of Turok, House of Aragon. Well, Jim, not to lose you completely, but Aragon. I mean, that actually makes you think of Lord of the Rings. And no, 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 the no, 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 no. Oh. Don't, don't make the sponsored segment boring. Okay. <laughs> Next up, Dylan Pryor. <laughs> Dylan Pryor. What's up? Oh, look at this, JJ Miller. Do you know what JJ stands for? Would you look at this? Jordan uh, Jordan, John I'm guessing. Jake. I think it's Jordan Jordan. And then Justin D. Fuck. Justin D. Julianelle. Damn. We're rolling J's this episode. Oh, baby. yeah. Maybe that's, J- why, that's why we're so chill, brah. <laughs> Jake. Jake. John Boy. James. Jordan. Jordan. Jordan Jordan. Justin D. Julianelle. Who are these people again, Jim? These are most recent Patreon sponsors. $2 a month. Patreon.com slash Talking Yanks. Get you a chance to win two jerseys each month. One via raffle. One via contest. Where the content's currently in place. You also get live access. You can be in the chat and talk with us live. Carl, Ski, Triton, Pelletier. They're all here. KP's here. Um, Video access. So you can see the sweet track uh, penny that Jake's wearing. And you just help us out immensely. And we appreciate it. Let's talk about... This series, Jake, I know that we have four burns to get through, which is brutal. Kind of. I don't really want to recap the first three games like as games in the slightest because we do have bigger conversations to talk about with trades looming and all that stuff. But there's some things we have to talk about. So uh, let's just. Well, Cameron Mabin came back. I'm going to Cameron Mabin came off the I.L. Yes, correct. Pat myself on the back because I said that was that was probably going to happen. Uh, Guardy down, Cameron up. Yeah, it was it was kind of surprising. I'll, I'll, it was supposed to be his first nine inning game at AAA, and they just said, "All right, punch it. You're going up to the big game." So yeah. Cam's back. They don't like Clint, and if you can't, if you're still trying to make excuses every time they've gone past Clint, Talkman, Mike Ford, Cameron Maben without any rehab games, if any, and if you're still trying to make logical excuses. Besides, they don't like Clint. I'm sorry. They're clearly just avoiding bringing Clint up. I think the, the other guys are also good at baseball. That, that's that's true, but yeah, there's been a lot of opportunities to get Clint back, and they haven't. They just brought Wade up. 
for our way up. Yeah, Tyler Tyler Wade coming up. Uh, hello, operator. Glad glad to get him that MLB paycheck. So many people tagging me. Oh my God, your twin. He's back. <laughs> Hot Boy Summer 2019. Hot Boy Summer. Yeah, so DJ LeMayhew gets a little hurt. CC Sabathia goes on the IL. CC Sabathia. I know that, you know, when you sign CC, you say there's going to be two IL stints to get his knee shot up, and they can yep. pick and choose their spots. If this isn't the most perfectly picked spot with the off days, he can only miss one start in the 10 days IL. It also allows them, Jake, to trade for someone. And not uh, not have to like rid someone from the forty man immediately, like right. Talkman, Cameron, maybe like whoever, however it would shuffle. It just gives them more room to add someone without DFAing uh, someone. I I don't think that's true. That's only for sixty day IL. Um, that would be the forty man, right? The twenty five yeah. man. Twenty five man. You said forty man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's the most planned out IL stint. Hopefully, CZ comes back and can eat some innings, innings for us, or just be a fifth star, yeah, or whatever. We'll, we'll say the, the only thing I'll say, depending how this trade deadline go, trade deadline goes, and a couple other things, like they they could also have CC miss two starts. I think if they wanted to, but that that brings in a lot of factors. But they have some flexibility with C. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Severino uh, is a little ahead of Batansis. He's going to start throwing off a mound soon, and then Batansis is a little behind, but he'll be throwing oh, off I a mound. I thought it was vice versa. Boone said it one way and then said, "I sorry, I got that wrong, and I think, Sever, I think Severino's ahead. But whatever. We'll see where that goes. I don't think uh, you – I think Cash has to attack this trade deadline as if those two guys will not be part of the team. I think he's approaching the deadline without thinking that either of those guys can be a starter. I'll say that. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So that's kind of some injury update stuff. DJ LeMay, who's scary, but they think will be fine. And they think Gardner will be back really soon, which which makes a tough decision on Talkman and Mabin that I don't think is tough. I think Talkman will just go down. One guy's got options. The other doesn't. Yep. All right, let's get into game one. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, what do you think? We're gonna we'll do some uh, some kind of burn stuff, and then we'll do like, are we gonna do a little trade line, like a a two to five minute just trade deadline thoughts? Yeah, we can get some out there as we go. Okay. Let's we'll we'll get through the series first. Yeah, this is gonna be a blast. Here okay. we go. Strap in. Game one. Yanks versus Red Sox. Time to bury Boston. On yep. your mark. Get set. Burn. So, Jim, what a mess. Uh, Red Sox win this game 19-3. As I prefaced on Twitter, if you don't follow, at Talking Jake, these first three games, we're gonna we're just going to replace them with embarrassing stories of our own because the games were pretty embarrassing. So the first story I'm going to tell, oh, seventh grade. Are you not stories? No. So uh, no uh, music? You can't tell a story via ver- burn, no. Oh, I thought these were going to be like one-minute awesome burns. Oh, I mean, there'll be a minute, but it's not like I'm making, you know, Usher references in the stories. They're just good stories. No re- no need to mess with them. Oh. So, seventh grade, gym class, we were doing the mile run, and you got to run it twice. So, me being silly Jake, um, it was kind of, it was this big lap, and part of it, uh, there was some wooded area. So, I was like, this one doesn't even matter. I'm going to pee during the mile run. How hilarious is that? So, I go in the woods, pee, come back, come out, run the mile. Next day, one of my teachers 
pulls me over in the hallway and she goes, Hey Jake, um, did you run the mile yesterday? And I was like, uh, yeah. She goes, well, the whole seventh grade staff saw you pee in the woods. And I was like, oh, that's news to me. And she said, in, in words that I don't think can be replaced, she said, we thought about punishing you, but the punishment of knowing that all your teachers saw you pee should be punishment enough. Did you care at all? Um, I mean, seventh grade Jake thinking that all your teachers have seen your penis? Yes, Jim. Yes, I cared a little bit. How close were they? And that's game one, 19 to three. How close were they? Uh, there was like an extended classroom area that was pretty close. Pretty close. Oh, nice. So what'd you like about this 19 to three game? Nothing, but I don't remember anything. I thought there was going to be some game stuff mixed in with the burns. Oh, no, 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 Jim. I mean, it was uh, it was a nightmare. It was yeah. bad baseball, and, uh, I mean, everything was bad. Yeah, there's got to be... All right, I'm trying to remember game one now. Let me pull up the box score. Oh, okay. Tanaka. I, I did not like them Tank. leaving Tanaka in. Uh, yeah. Tanaka was terrible, uh, but to leave him in for the 12 earned runs, Tanaka's season is... Is ruined now. Um, we had fresh arms. It just, uh, I don't know. That 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 was a terrible message. Like for Tanaka to be so bad, but then also to just leave Tanaka in to die, and then leave the game to die. I, I thought that was brutal, and like I think that kind of set the mindset for the next couple of days. Tarpley comes in, he's bad. Sessa comes in and gives us two shutout innings, and then Romine gets the pitch. He gets lit up. Come on, Ro. Yeah. Come on, bro. Um, it was brutal, man. But I, but after this game, like I, I walked away from this game, like, well, whatever. Nineteen to three, like that'll happen. I don't care that it's nineteen to three. It's just a just a loss. But when you yeah. add the next game, then this game stays. Like you know, if we competed game two, you just say, whoa, that was crazy. Can't even really put any stock into game one because it was so bad. But then. Game two is like same shit. Like, damn it, this blows. Yeah, I mean, tank, tank got left out there to fall on the sword. They they were nervous about their bullpen usage all series. Um, I I think they ended up using more of their bullpen than they expected in Minnesota because obviously they were getting lit up. So so there were some nerves there. Romine comes back in, like you said. Yeah, I mean the the Yankees came back. That Boston puts up a seven spot in the first and. I all the Larry haters were coming out, and you and I talked about this. Tanaka hang, Tanaka hung an O two pitch to Jackie Bradley Jr. That if he gets Jackie Bradley Jr. out, O two pitch, it could have been a three run inning. Instead, he slaps one down the line. That's a five spot. You're back to the top of the order. Mookie doubles. Um, he he had quite the little series. But, yeah, it's a seven spot in the first. And then, Jim, top two, the Yankees actually put a rally together. They score two and have the bases loaded for Judge. He flies out to right center. Um, and that I, that wasn't it. Well, I guess in the fourth inning when, when they come back and score another five, that was it. But, yeah, I mean, it once that happened, everything else was just kind of moot and game over. Yeah, Romine got the pitch, so that's fun. Good for him. Single fly, single home run, fly ball, double line out, fly ball. So Chavis, you suck. Benintendi, you suck. Hot. 
Devers, you suck. They got out versus Romine. Romine got him out. Embarrassing. Yeah. De- Devers guy's pretty good. Um, yeah, the the, I, I, the the Rothschild stuff went crazy. It's wild. So if you're a new listener, uh, I'll just yeah. repeat my same stance that I will repeat till the end of time. I, Jake, right. you guys listening, have zero idea what goes on behind the scenes with the pitching coach or the hitting coach. If he's giving bad advice and they're heeding it, if he's giving good advice and they're turning it down, we have zero idea. And to act as if we know is just kind of ignorant and foolish. And I, uh, I don't like doing that. So I will not comment on uh, if I think he's a good pitching coach or not, because I have fucking zero idea what he does. It's not like we can see his game notes and his logs and his sessions with them. We don't get access to those. So is he good? Is he bad? Don't know. Who cares? Yeah, I will yeah, say this. My- Pitchers should get the blame all the time. Players should get majority of the blame all the time. Yeah, I my my stance on it is name me a situation where you'd give Larry credit and name all the situations that you 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 do blame Larry. There's it's it's no win. There's no win. I mean, when when Severino figured it out, people gave Pedro Martinez credit cuz they had like one phone call. So, I'll I'll say this. I mean, I don't have the evidence like I, there's not too many pitchers that I could point to and be like, wow, Larry revolutionized their career. But I also can't say Larry did bad things. Like People are pointing at Sonny Gray. Do you remember Sonny had a 3-1-4 ERA on the road last year, but in the Bronx he was over six? Like, Are you going to pin that? People are pinning that on Larry now. So uh, I get it. You, you guys, there's nothing you could point at and be like, wow, he, he – Larry made Jason Shreve the best pitcher in the American League. Well, guess what? There's no, there's not really any pitching coaches that can say anything like that. Um, that that being said, let's let's see the year play out. And I mean, the guys still have to do it on the field. Larry didn't hang that 0-2 pitch to tank. Um, so if you don't want to love the guy, that's fine. But hold back on hating the guy. Yeah, we just don't know. No one, no one knows what goes on in those rooms. Yeah. All right, game two, beautiful game two. So no beautiful music. So no music, Jim. Just in this burn, I slotted in John Boy story. Okay. So we lost ten to five. What What's your embarrassing story? I'm gonna burn my embarrassing story. Okay, knock yourself out. I'm exci- I'm more excited for that. Okay. Are you ready? Can you put some time ready. on the clock? Set. Wait, I'm not ready. Burn. I hit you with a I'm not ready right in the middle. Okay. Oh, I've done that before and it hasn't stopped. Okay, okay. Friday. Friday night in the Brock's James Paxton versus Andrew Kashner and Jimmy O'Brien, a freshman in high school, brand new school, doesn't know anyone. He gets invited to the first football game, fall 
football game. He's excited, going to hang out with all his new friends that he just met in class. He's there with his four-year-old brother. Uh-oh, halftime hits, and he realizes he has to shit, just like James Paxson, shit the bed again, lead off home run for the first time, for the third time in three straight games. Hey, James Paxson, why don't you fix yourself just like Jimmy had to fix himself up after he shit his pants while holding his brother's hand because they had to walk up a giant hill to get to the bathroom because the porta potty line was too long. Gravity took over, couldn't control it, must have eaten something bad, wasn't in tune with his body, just like James Paxton's not in tune with his body or the mound. He's a piece of shit on the mound, just like Jimmy shit his pants when he was a freshman in in high school at a brand new school, had to be driven home with shit in his pants. His mom was laughing at him. His dad said, don't worry, son, I shit my pants once too. Hail to Adovino to Britain. Yankees lose 10 to 5 and things are looking shitty. I Jim Ron Swanson meme. I am so proud of you. Um that's how you bring, burn an embarrassing story. Bringing those bringing those worlds together. Um I I'm I I can't tell you how proud of you I am. Red Sox went up 7 nothing again in this game. 7 nothing through 4. Got as close as nine to three at one point, and at the final sto- score doesn't look too bad. And there were a couple plays in this game that you know the ball bounces the right way. Um, this does look like more of a baseball game, but it didn't, and it sucked. Yeah. What's going on with Paxton? You want to talk about him? I feel like we might talk about him in a little bit. I'd rather Paxton hit the first batter of the next game he right. pitches, just first pitch of the game, hit that dude in the hip, in the butt then give him a pitch to swing at. I'd rather him four-pitch walk the first-pitch batter because if he gives up a home run to the leadoff hitter for the fourth game in a row, that is unbelievably bad, Jake. Yeah. The fact that it happened three times in a row. It, dude, they know they're just going to swing because you suck in the first inning. Do something different. It's insanity. Right. What's the what's the true definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results? What no, James it's a, it's a nine. It, it's a 90-day workout package. Dude, it's insanity what James Paxton is doing in the first inning. Yeah. Sucks. It's so deflating. Three games in a row, leadoff hitter hits a home run. Yeah. So do something different. Yeah, and I, I don't know, uh, maybe this ends up on Sharp Stats a little bit. I, it was funny because, again, this was in Larry Bashing World, and everyone was looking at his cutter and curve numbers. Here's a little stats. You guys didn't think Jakey was bringing the stats yet. Um, he basically flipped his cutter and curve usage this year, and everyone's like, oh, here we go again. Larry's messing with another dude. You know why he did that? Because batters hit 144 against his cutter last year, so they tried throwing it more this year. Not not to go into rocket science, but <laughs> hey, if you were the pitching coach, wouldn't you want to throw that pitch a little more? So, and that being said, we may have hit the point where, all right, maybe let's just go to where Paxton was at last year because it's better than this. But uh, yeah, man, I I don't know. It's it's crazy frustrating. It's unbelievable. I mean, you when you're not surprised when someone gives up a home run to start the game, that's bad. Hot takes only. It's bad. Hot takes only. And then Kashner shutting us down. The offense, dude, Kashner was throwing like an 87-mile-per-hour slider and an 87-mile-per-hour changeup high in the zone, 
and yeah. they were just swinging through it. Okay, Kastner, good for you. You you pitched well, and your line looks good. And so it's hard because I you have to give credit, but also like it. The Yankees batters were going down so easy. That was the most deflating part for me was the bad base running. Voight trying to go to third when you're down five yeah. runs or whatever it was. Uh, the hit and run that didn't work because the hitter's just going down so easy. And then there's some like strikeouts where it's like, dude, guys, grind. Like it just looked like everyone was deflated. It was like they were tired or they just didn't get up. When the Red Sox, they just bring so much to this. So uh, that was the hitters. Go- like the pitching's brutal. It's so bad. Yeah. But at one point, I was like, all right, well, let's get the bats to get this back in. And then when they were going down easy, I was like, what is this? We look so bad. And, Jim, I mean, it'll surprise you. The, the Yankees had 13 hits in this game. Every, as Kenny Singleton would say, everyone got invited to the party. But I, I just think the timing of it and when you go down that big so early, it's just it's deflating. 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 Are right, you ready for game three? I think so. I uh, So, Jim, again, I can't give you enough kudos for that burn of your embarrassing story. I guess I could try. So, my in my head, this joke worked. Like, I would just say the game so subtly and then tell my embarrassing story. Like, just getting the game out of the way. But I loved what you did, man. That was yeah. awesome. What I did was what I thought you were doing. I think well, you should give it a co- try. Communication is the key to a successful relationship, you know? I tweeted it to you. I texted it to you. I said, intertwine the story, the game notes, and your story. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't interpret your text like that. I guess, I, again, communication is the key to success there. But yeah. Intertwine them a little, you said. Yeah, intertwine them a little. Yeah, that's not what you just said. Anyways, you ready? Yep. On your mark. Get set. Burn. CC Sabathia versus Erod. Eduardo Rodriguez has a couple southpaws try to figure it out in Fenway. And guess what? They wouldn't really. CC gives up five. Chad Green, it's your turn to fall on the sword. He gives up a four spot. And at a certain point in this game, it is nine to three again. So the Yankees pretty much stop because it sucks. Anyways, I can't intertwine it, Jim. Here's my embarrassing story. This is a story that I never thought I'd be bringing to a public forum. Mom, I'm sorry. So I get my first job out of college, management training program, and the one thing we were told, the one thing is that you can't miss inventory. This company took inventory so seriously. Nobody got to use off days during inventory. You had to be there. So it's Thursday night and all day Friday. So Thursday night, we start doing inventory, do a great job. We go to like 9 p.m., I'm going back home, and one of my buddies hits me up who I hadn't hung out with in a while. He's like, bro, there's this party tonight. Let's go. So I was like, yeah, sure. I love parties. Love parties. Go to the party, get hammed. I wake up. Inventory the next day is supposed to start 6 a.m. sharp, this event that nobody can miss, and I'm just the new guy. I wake up. It's 1030 in the morning. I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll figure it on the way. I've got like a 30-minute drive. I'll, I'll call in. I'll figure something out. I go outside to get my car. I left it at my buddy's house because I drove there to pregame. So I have to sprint to my car about a good mile run, get in the car, go to work. I show up there, and they're like, hey, what's up, dude? 
Best excuse I could think of was I threw one of my roommates under the bus, the mailman, if you've, if you've watched any of our stuff. I told him that he was in a fight with his girlfriend and he was kind of a troublemaker and he stole my car to go try to win her back last night. And they were like, oh, man, how, uh, uh, I, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Like, we've all had bad roommates. And I was like, yep. And uh, a, a couple of guys totally knew it was bullshit. Like, this one guy walked in and he goes, hey, next time just tell him that she tied you up. Um, but yeah, I thought my whole career was over, and here I am today. So here you are today. I remember that. Another bad game. Totally threw Nick under the bus. Threw him under the bus hard. Um, but I mean, he had no skin in the game. Maybe he wanted to get a job at your company. Yeah, that was definitely out the window. Yeah. CC looked good for a little, and then bad, and then I really disliked the way they used Chad Green. Two and a third innings. Just left him out to die. You have an off day on Monday. You have a pen that's pretty rested. The game wasn't even like out of hand at that point at, at all. It was five yeah. to three. It was five to three, and and Chad had thrown a, a good amount of bullets. And yeah, so uh, so to recap it a little more, it's a five three game. Chad had come and saved CC. Um, at the end of the the last inning, I was thinking they were going to go to Canley right there, just because he hadn't really been used. Um, and like this, this was the first moment of the series that it felt like we were in a game in this series. So I thought they'd at least go Tommy there, get a couple outs, and see if they could get the Yankees to rally so they could use their good guys in the bullpen. They stayed with Chad, which I also understand because Chad had been pretty solid. But when it went south, it went so far south and they did nothing. Chad Green ends up giving up a four spot in 2.1. They sent him out the next inning. I laughed. I, I thought I almost made a joke tweet about that. Um so, again, they played so scared about their bullpen usage, especially when Monday coming up was an off day. And, I mean, I do get it. They've been getting worked. But at the same time, guys, like, uh, I don't know. This was your first chance in two and a half games to stay competitive, and you chose not to. And that's just a terrible feeling. Yeah, it just felt like didn't it didn't – now, see, a part of me knows that the urgency is more on the Red Sox. So, like, this feels like bigger games for them because they are bigger games for the Red Sox because they're 10 games out. But I, if the, if the Yanks came out, Jake, for throats, I would have liked it. And it just seemed top to bottom they didn't. Glaber no, made another that's error that's like, dude, Glaber, come on. Judge looks lost. And they might be tired from the trip. Minnesota might have took a lot out of them. Uh, but it just it – just, Maybe this happens at, against any team in this moment, but the fact that it's the Red Sox, the fact that there was a big chance to do like crazy damage to the standings, and we don't, it just felt like I was like, fuck, this really reminds me of last year. Yeah, and that's, and that's the other overlying thing, and I, it, it kind of sucks, but this series was a regular season road series for the Yankees. They were, they were going to mix in rest days for guys. Um, they, you know, they were going to be somewhat conservative about their bullpen to save it for the rest of the season. They weren't going to empty the tank just because of one off day. Meanwhile, the Red Sox were genuinely basically fighting for their season. Um, if, if the Yankees did something ugly to them, I mean, there's a chance they could have sold like a part or two. I don't think they go full fire sale. Um, but I, I think they'd consider doing something like that. And, and they come out and they, uh, they, they're firmly in it and they'll be 
participating the rest of the way. Yeah. Yep. All right. You want to go to game four? Good one. Do you have a burn for this one? Yeah, I have a burn for this one. All right. Here we go. Last and final game of the series. Will they get swept? Boy, I hope not. On your mark, get set, burn. The first final game of the four-game set, Domingo on Domingo in Fenway as the Yanks try to take some wind out of the Red Sox's Chris Sale as they go for the sweep. Zeros until top three. They didn't even know. Austin Romine, 446 feet. Hello, operator. 2 nothing Yanks. Top four, Didi says, I'll have what he's having. Two-run gopher ball of his own. 4 nothing Yanks. A Benny Bomb made it 4-2 to before Cash God's depth. Flexes on him, Jim. Urshela ribby double. Here's my number, so Cameron Maben, welcome back, friend. RBI single. Jackie Bradley throws the Yankees a bone, literally, with a whoopsie dazer throw to first. A lot of runners on the bases late for the Sox, but the relievers somewhat hold. Don't even care at this point. Herman to the limping version of the four horsemen. Canely to Vino to Britton to Chapman. Yanks win 9-6 final. Heyo. And still the 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 bullpen was like rather bad. But oh I was yes. Like, All right, get that out of the way then. In a win. Just don't call that's one when Chappie was giving up runs. I was like, just get three outs before five runs, my dude. Or four whatever it was, five or four. I like, I don't care if you give up five. three. Just need you to get the W and then like get this out of your system. Everyone's getting it out of your system. It was flush. It was flush weekend. We're flushing it out of the system. I didn't even panic when those two runs scored with Chapman tonight. It's like just one more out. I don't care about this. Everyone's looking shaky, but uh, a nice win. Geo's unreal. I know I gave him the Just a Guy award, and it's, his July numbers have been almost better than his uh, May numbers, Jake. Got a little June swoon, but his July numbers are crazy good. Uh, he's slapping the ball hard as hell. I thought Fenway, we've been watching games at Fenway for our entire lives, obviously. I thought like all of Fenway's quirks came out in this four-game set. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you can, you'll can you play a series there and they none of them come out. I thought all, like maybe the, you know, the monster. But like that triangle in center on Geo's shot or Cameron Mabin's shot, uh, Ben Intendi hitting that home run versus Cece, uh, pesky pole. Like all of Fenway's quirk just seemed to shine. Then that four o'clock start when any yeah. ball by the warning track, like Benny and Talkman just couldn't catch because the sun was shining and they were scared of the wall and they're like were like blinded by the light or whatever was going on. It was like weird baseball. Yeah, and Jim, I you kind of walked me into this, and it's it's been on my mind, so I'll try to keep it high and tight. But, man, I think these teams are so specialized at this point for their stadiums that I think home field is just huge. Like, yes, obviously the starting pitching was terrible, but Voight, Didi, Judge um, all hit balls that um, – Urshela, Mabin all hit balls that would be homers at Yankee Stadium that weren't at Fenway – because they have a giant right field. At Yankee Stadium, you have the short porch and a giant left field. And both teams, I mean, Aaron Judge has been trying to go right field all year. Luke Voigt is special when he's going right field. Um, 
Didi. All of his career home runs are to right field. Luckily, he muscled one out in this game off sale. First home run sales given up to a lefty in 2017. I got stats, KT Sharp. Come get it, girl. Um, But, yeah, I I just think both of these teams, because they play 81 games at their stadiums, I mean, from this part, it's not rocket scientists, are built for their stadiums. And I, I just think, you know, watching Judge drive balls to right center field, it's kind of brutal at Fenway. Um, and it's funny when you start thinking about guys' careers and what they look like elsewhere. Um, but that, that's, that's just kind of a little Yankees-Red Sox spiel and me trying to calm myself down after the first three losses. Yeah, needed this, though. I was happy with Didi. Uh, Would have had two home runs at the stadium. Yep. Uh, he was hitting the ball hard. Cameron Mabin's shot to dead center was a shot, which is a great sign for Mabin coming back. And they get to sale again. Sales now made three starts versus the Yankees in 2019, and I think four earned runs or more every start. Yeah, and they're just uh, they're they're not phased, man. They're they're not phased. They put together a couple at bats. I I think their mentality is great. Like they know there's going to be a couple at bats where Chris Sale just embarrasses you when he drops the right slider or the right changeup. It's like yo, but. Uh, they put together at bats. He left some pitches. That pitch he left to Austin Romine was a meatball of meatballs, and Romine showed it with 446 feet later. A hanging changeup to Romine? Are they dumb? You dumb? You dense? Are you dumb? Hello? McFly. Yeah. Good for Romine, huh? No, it's really good podcasting. Me hitting myself on the head like people can hear that. Well, patrons got to see it. Patrons get to see it. Join Patreon, people. Yeah. All right, let's move on to... Awards. Awards. Do, do we want to do like a, a trade thing? I, I'm. Are you saving that for the end? Yeah, I was going to save it for the in? end. Okay, cool. Let's just get through awards first. Well, can I tell you at least that awards are brought to you by Mazer Gaming? Wow, Mazer Gaming still bringing everyone awards. Yeah, man. Up, wow. up until uh, Augusto, which we're close to trade deadline. Um, can you say Mazer Gaming the way you like to say it? Major gaming. Okay, mixing it up. I like that. Um, guys, still going, still if, going. If, mm. oh, still holding. Um, if you guys don't know by now, Mazer Gaming has been supporting us. Um, I was following them through the weekend. They were doing some Super Smash Bros. stuff. All of you have played Super Smash Bros. Like that's that's a rite of passage in this country. Um, they do it all. I, I, I mentioned that Call Call of Duty. You've played Fortnite. Um, you haven't played that, but um, they liked our vibe. They reached out to us. They were like, we, we love what you guys are doing. You're having fun out there. Mazer Gaming wants to put out the same vibe. If you're a gamer, go check them out. They're giving away tickets, people. Yankee game of your choice, up to 100 bucks. You get a Mazer Gaming uh, jersey. Go check out the tweet. All you have to do is follow them and retweet it, and you can go to whatever Yankee game you like. So you like them apples? How about them? Mazer Gaming at... What is it? It's at MazerHQ and Mazer.gg. Good game. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. What did you think about my gamer lingo this weekend? Well, I don't know because you're you you're such an acronym guy, right? And, and a, like a you know, like anyone want like any then the number one like you you type weird. So I don't know what's oh, your yeah. what's yours gaming and what's normal and what's Jakey. Right. You thinking that I invented. TM number eight for teammate. I mean, that's I I appreciate you wanting to give me credit for that, but like that goes back ages. 
Well, I don't think you invented it. I just didn't know if it was common. Right. Like if if I go play a game and they're talking in the the chats, it, how many times is teammate going to be spelled T M eight versus teammate? I mean, always. Okay, I didn't know that, so that's why I was asking. Yeah, we'll we'll have the we'll have the Mazer guys give you a little run through. I'm one, not an acronym guy. Two, not a gamer, so I don't know anything about Ugly. that world. Yeah. I used to type like that in seventh grade, the anyone and all that stuff. And then this girl was right. like, you sound real stupid when you type like that. Why don't you just write words correct? I had a crush on her. So wow. I, I scrapped it from my life like quickly. Damn. Yeah. That sucks. We all just thought you were your own man. But speaking of your oh, own no, man, should we no, go to awards? Yeah. Let's go to awards. First award we give out is? Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. Pride of the Yankees. My pride of the Yankees. Pride? My pride of the oh, Yankees. You're not up. Is uh, so. the second. Well, let me finish. My pride of the Yankees will be the second one you hear because Jake gets okay. to go first. Jeez, always perfect. Cutting, always cutting me off. <laughs> sorry, that's my bad for cutting you off. Yeah, what that. the hell? I'm sorry. Um, I'd like to offer you a formal apology on that. Uh, God, I I thought I was gonna cop out from the obvious one, but I, I'm not, Jim. It's Domingo Herman, man. Wow. Um, has a team ever been more desperate for a 5.1 three-earned three run runs. start? <laughs> that was our best um, start. You know, that's been our best start in a while. Best start in over a week. It's it's unbelievable. He, uh, Jim. If if anyone wants to check out the pregame show from today, you won't see us filled with confidence. Um, we, we were really hopeful that Domingo would bring it and he did, man. And he had the nine strikeouts, which is huge. Cause so many of those Red Sox guys are good at giving you a tough at bat and throwing something at, in, in play. And a lot of times it makes something happen for them. Uh, 5.1, four hits, only one walk, nine Ks. Um, and yeah, man, he, he gave up the one bomb to Benny and I mean, at this point, shrug, like, don't care. It was tough seeing Brock Holt come up after Benny because it's like, yo, pitch around him to get to that guy. But uh, D- Domingo brought it today. We needed it more than everything. Um, for you and me, we talked about how <laughs> how different this whole podcast would be if we had lost today. Uh, we still would have been looking for some positive stuff, but it would have been a lot tougher. So, Mingo, thank thank you for saving us. Thank you for saving the Yanks. And, man, how quickly baseball can turn. We breathe into this off day, and then we say, all right, homestand, let's get it going. Let's get it going. All right, Domingo Herman is your pride of the Yankees. Thanks, Jim. My pride of the Yankees is Austin Romine. Wow. Only played two games, had four RBIs, three hits in his first game. That home run was huge. We needed to score first. We needed to put a chink in sales armor, and Romine is the least likely guy the Red Sox will think do it. Like, it's like, I mean, it'd be like if Holt was the guy to like hit the two run home run. It's just even more demoralizing. And not to knock Romine, but he's not the not a greatest hitter. So it is. And I think it fires up the, the dugout. Like, hey, Ro just fucking went deep on him. Like, let's, let's go. Let's put together some at bats. So I thought that yeah, was I huge. Think- what? I, I think that's the biggest part. I'll pass it back to you. But when, when you're on the bench and you see Romine doing it and you're like, he's giving us a two-run homer today, like, let's go. Yeah. Let's make that count. Yeah. I wanted to group together Higgy as well because I think collectively the catchers had a good series right. with uh, two home runs, 
I want to say, I think Higgy had some hits as well. Higgy went uh, two for seven and Rowe four for eight. Um, Higgy had three RBIs. Romine had four. So both catchers played really well. I could have grouped them, but but I didn't. I just went Romine because I think the sale home run set a tone that needed to be set. And I think it's different coming from Rowe than like Judge. I would have loved for Judge to do it, but Rowe doing it, I think, then pushes everyone else to get it together. Jimmy, in his last 14 games, Romine has a one-dot OPS, two homers, and he's hitting highly over 400. And that that started a couple weeks ago when we were – I I personally was worried because he, he hadn't showed us pretty much anything this young season. He's been He's been raking when he's been in the lineup. All right, who is your next up, you Yankee? What's our next award? You Yankee motherfucker! You Yankee motherfucker! That was good, Jim. Who you got? That was really good, <sighs> James. You know what? Uh, you, you and I, we we can bicker with the best of them, and we can we can suck up to each other like the best of them too. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give you an assist here. I'm going to take Aaron Judge. I'm going to take Aaron Judge. Jim, one for 19 this series? One for 19? Yeah, it's more concerning that his numbers at Fenway altogether are brutal. And and that's where I think uh, our guys, our guy Joe's McFly has been all over this a little bit. Um, Jim, he's he's getting pitched inside now, and he doesn't, he doesn't want to turn on balls. Um, and... Again, this kind of goes back to what I'm saying. Judge is so special at flipping one 400 to right field. And at Yankee Stadium, uh, if if you miss and you only hit it 375, you're still going to get a couple. But yeah. at Fenway, that's kind of a bad approach, man. I don't um I don't think it's by choice. Beltron told us he would never he would not be healthy till next year. He got an oblique thing. I, I think he's I think he's purposely not fully turning on balls cuz he's injured. And I, I mean, there's absolutely a chance of that. But I, I mean, we still, I, I think an episode or two ago, we gave him credit for turning on a ball and hitting it into the gap in left center. Um, so he can still do it to a degree. And I mean, even, even if you have to cheat on a pitch inside a little bit to make it easier on yourself, maybe do that. Because, Jim, it, it was tough seeing our guy up there series, especially in this series when all those Red Sox names felt like they had a great series. Frickin' Mookie with the three-homer game, we conveniently skipped that. Um, every time J.D. Martinez was up, every time Devers was up, every time Bogerts was up, every time Benny was up, he, he got going this series. It just felt like you saw those Red Sox guys and you knew they were going to do something. And in a series that we were really looking for something out of our guys, there was a couple big judge at-bats where you just... You didn't feel right with having him up there. So th- this is a little bit of tough love. He still has been really solid, really good on the season. Not solid, good. Um, but it was a tough series, man. So I, uh, I'm giving it to him, and I'm, I'm kind of just excited to, you, to see you give this other guy the MF, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, you think you know who it's going to? I mean, if it's not, I'm going to be genuinely, vigorously mad at you. I don't know who you're... I think it's not who you want it to be. Well, that's just super disappointing for, for how you've been acting about it. Okay. My Yankee motherfucker is Masahiro Tanaka. Oh, we're, 
we are so disappointed in you. I mean, as a talking Yanks nation, we are so disappointed in you. Listen, Paxton sucks right now. And I genuinely don't like him right now. And I have no expectations when he pitches right now. I didn't think he was going to give us a game. I mean, before the pregame show of game two, I was I was like, there's no way. So Tanaka, Tanaka's a big game pitcher. Tanaka's supposed to set the pace. Like Paxton, he, he sucks. Like if the, whatever, but Tanaka was worse for me. 12 earned runs, just nothing going. He's the guy that was supposed to set the pace, the tone, be a stopper. Like he's the guy. I still think Tanaka's part of the future of this team and the playoffs. Paxton's up in the air right now. Like Tanaka doesn't have to prove that he's a playoff pitcher in my brain. So this was disappointing that he just completely flunked the dunk here. I'm so mad at Paxton, I wouldn't even like like give him the motherfucker. Right. Like if we had an award called the Yankee motherfucker, you'd think you'd give that to the guy that you're crazy mad at. No, because I have no expectations of him right now. Yeah. I mean, we still got some of the results I was looking for out of, out of this, so I'm I'm not I'm not fully disappointed with you, but I mean, your 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 Yankee mf'er. I know this because I'm your good friend. <laughs> is James Paxton? <laughs> yeah, but that's not for that's like forever. Tanaka's I, a false front over the over the front no, of the rest. Tanaka was more upsetting. Okay. Tanaka was more upsetting because I like Tanaka and he hurt me. Yeah. I'm so over Paxton right now. I know you are. I'm so that's over. Why. I'm so over. I mean, he can win me over. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, put together four good starts, but dude, everything about his like I'm a huge body language guy. I think think anyone that's listened to this has known that. Like Pineda used to drive me crazy. Sonny Gray drove me insane. Paxton, that fucking puppy dog look after giving up your third home run in a row to the leadoff batter of the game. And then you do that puppy dog sad look like, I can't believe this is happening. Well, you that's your business, motherfucker. Fix it. You can't just suck and then look at like, oh, oh, it's happened again. You're the fucking reason it's happening. It's really starting to piss me off. And like I said, when I said at the opening of the show, I'm starting to get into like Jake and I both fell into hot take worlds where like I won't right. tweet this stuff out because people don't know how to allow people to have uh, fleeting emotions on Twitter anymore, but I'm fucking, he is not in my good graces. He ain't invited to Thanksgiving dinner, Jake. Your Yankee MF or Masahiro Tanaka. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's what I was looking for. Um, yeah. And Jim, no, you're, everyone's right. We don't get hard on players on this show. Um, uh, read a book people. It's, uh, it's, it's been tough. And uh, again, what a Yankee MF for Masahiro Tanaka. Uh, we have something in the chat that confused me. Uh, Triton said, now okay. wait a minute. Didn't John Boy just say we don't know what happens between players? Now looking at body language, I don't see the connection there. Yeah, I think that's just a, mis- that's a miscommunication. Yeah, we don't know what happens between players and coaches behind closed coaches. doors. I know what a guy's. I know what I know what I can interpret a guy's body language as. That's up to my interpretation. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Anyway, regular old awards. Award. What is your first award? 
man, my first award is the 2017 Aaron Hicks Award. Wow. This is huge. It's a big one. I know it's, it's going common to. Common award. I know it's going to. Common award. Who do you think it's going I to? I think it's going to Luke Boyd. I think he's, it is going I think to he's grinding too. your gears with all his looking strikeouts. He's grinding everyone's gears. Um, and some some of the stats are starting to leak out. Um, Lindsey Adler had a couple good ones. Since, since he's come back, the strikeout looking are insane. Um, to yeah, the he, point that it... Fe- to the point that it feels like the book is coming out more on Luke Voigt, that he's willing to take a decent amount of pitches um, and almost like a, a not fear factor of Luke Voigt. And, man, Jimmy, this this is the crazy part. So I, I went into the number. Dude, I had a couple people reach out to me on Twitter, and they're like, dude, can, can you believe what Voigt's doing? And Jimmy, I went into the game log, and his game numbers are still good, man. Since since he came back from injury, um, and this is this is excluding tonight's stats, but up until tonight, fourteen games, two eighty eight batting average, three eighty three on base. The OPS is a little low, eight twenty six. Only two homers, not a lot of power. Twenty one strikeouts, a little above his normal pace. He had um, a good series. Strikeout- this four game set, he had a four seventy four on on base percentage. This series. It's wild, Jim, and I, I, I know I know you're saying the stats and grinning because you agree with me and you, you like when I come off as the bad guy for a little bit, but it's if you've been watching the games, you can't ignore it. Um, some of the pitches he's taking and doing the dramatic, like, get out of the way of the pitch, they're very clearly strikes, and it's I, I think some of it's timing. And I, I think he, you know, he's still kind of getting his groove back a little bit. But it's, it's for me, it's just so funny that how many series we walk away from, and you're like, that, that was uh, Voight kind of had a mess series. I saw him have a couple good at bats. I saw him have a couple bad at bats. And then you look at the stats, and you're like, he played great. Yeah. Um. So right now, it's just a little, a little bit of a mind deaf. I had a, I had a smirk because a couple of days ago, I said I wanted to bring up the stats on air but I ran them by you and your response made me not bring them up because I said Voits has double the amount of looking strikeouts as the second person on the list. Like he's number one on the Yankees strikeout looking. And then you said, yeah, but he has double the amount of walks. Yeah. So it, was, it, it felt null and void. Now it doesn't. Now it doesn't. I just don't like the big exasperated, like, oh, and it's like void. That was a strike. Yeah protect um 30 34 strikeouts on a called third strikes 12th most in the majors uh 10 of those so 10 of the 34 were in july and there was two in tonight's game so it it does it passed the eye test and actual stats test that this is happening more now and it's it's brutal i mean it, it started when he first came off the dl and you're like okay he's not seeing the ball great now he's still doing really good things, but he's also doing that. And it's like, what? 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 So I, I very much appreciate that Voight's doing good things. And right now, maybe it's just, it really is just a mind twister. But um, I, we're all seeing it. If you're watching the games, we're all seeing it. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know, Luke. Still okay. love you, dude. Wow, you do? Yeah. Okay. My first award is the Mr. Cotter Award. 
Mr. Cotter. Yeah. Welcome home. Oh, wow. Cameron Mabin. So close. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Cameron Mabin ends up with like going three for six in the two games he played. Uh, Home run in any other ballpark besides Fenway, a 420 shot. Did get picked off, didn't like that. Made some plays on defense, smiling, laughing, moved over from second to third, then scored on the pass ball, brought speed to the table. We haven't had that in a little bit. Welcome back, Cameron Mabin. Another guy where it's like Geo. Will Cameron Mabin become just a guy? He's not there yet for me, Jake. Because this injury yeah. now put it into phase two. Like, okay, which Cameron Mabin are we getting? The crazy guy that's playing really good? Or is he going to regress back to the normal guy? You know? But yeah, two games so far, so good. And it was fun to see him back, dude. He's a good clubhouse presence. Yeah. he. I, I think the... Aaron Boone quote was like, yeah, the two leaders in this clubhouse right now are Aaron Judge and Cameron Mabin. Yeah, uh, but the Yankees but, are full of nonsense quotes like yeah, that. Yeah, the Yankees like giving a little extra love in their pressers, which, hey, I, I enjoy that. Um, we haven't had a good Judge quote in a while. Let's get one of those next homestand. Let's get like Austin Romine is the heart and soul of this team. Uh, Jim, Without you and, him, we're not in first place. Y- you and I... Some of our favorite moments that come out of this are are when the smaller things become common things amongst our fans and people. And something that's very much developed, and it's been so very true, good things happen when Cameron Mabin is on the baseball field. Yeah, um, I had so many people tweeting that at me today, and that was awesome. And, Jim, the more awesome part is it's true. It's unbelievable. Whether it's defense... Uh, hitting the ball, uh, you know, you, you mentioned he got picked off. That was just kind of, again, he's a leader on this team. That was kind of a team-building thing. Like, I get picked off too, guys, but let's run <laughs> the bases better. That was, that was, <laughs> that was, uh, you like, I could, I could spin anything, babe. Um, but Jim, he also, he scores an insurance run late, which um, he, he basically, he gets the hit, he gets around the bases, and then it was it ended up being a wild pitch, but ESPN was giving him credit for distracting the pitcher, so if they can, I can. Um, and Jim, that run actually ended up being pretty important because how many times did you hear the phrase, the tying run is on deck? Um, and without that run, the tying run would have been at bat, which is a very different situation on your heart when you're watching a baseball game. Uh, so, man, it is so great to have Cameron Maven back. So great. How good does he look, Jim? Good. It's like really good. Yeah. What's your next award? Really good. My next award, uh, my final award, I'm between a couple guys, Jim. Your dream. Finkel and Einhorn, Finkel and Einhorn. Um, Who is your pride again? How could you forget? I forgot, man. Bad Aust- brain. Everyone Austin knows that. Roman. Let's not harp on it. We got bad brain oh. shirts on sale now in the store. Thank God. Um, okay, then this is this is easy. This was a a Jimmy missed me for Pride of the Yankees award. Okay. Okay. It's Gio. It's Gio Urshela, and yeah. you knowing it, I mean, just makes the award that much sweeter for for young Gio. Um, dude, I. Dude, brah. Dude. Uh, we did the Talking Yanks pregame show 
on Saturday, and we didn't know that LeMahieu was hurt. It's its own podcast now. Go subscribe to it. Check it out before oh, yeah. every single game. It's it's like on the iTunes app. So if you're wondering how to watch our pregame shows, they'll uh, they'll be on there, which is pretty cool. Um, anyways, Jim. We, so at first we didn't know LeMahieu was hurt, and you and I did kind of a back and forth. I was like, Urshel is going to play. He's a part of this team, and you're like, Yeah, but LeMahieu's the MVP. He needs to be in there today. Turned out he was hurt, Jim. He's a part of this team. How, however, like it's it it will not end. He will be here till the end. Um, starting to sound like an '80s love song or something. But dude, he's so good. I had some people come out. He had the one error tonight at third. Or no, it wasn't even ruled an error. It was ruled a hit because it was a really tough in between hop. Um, he's so good over there. And Jim, he's he's raking. Like he's. If you were a Boston fan this series, you're walking away going, Jesus, that fucking Gio Urshela guy, who the fuck is that? Um, and it's like, whoa, Boston fans, stop cursing on our podcast, dude. Like this, Please leave. Please leave. Kids listen to this. Uh, so I, I don't know, man. You, you know I have an affinity for center field and third base. Again, another one of my phrases that gets repeated too much on this. He, uh... It's not like a fluke with the bat. It's not a fluke anywhere. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's God. He's good, man. He's a God. He's God. Okay. Good award, Jake. You like him? Yeah. I mean, his swing is like great. It's like it's like it's like roping the ball. I don't get it. He just he looks so confident up there. He looks like he looks like he figured out his hitting game plan. Like, there's some pitches he's going to try to hit for power. There's some he's just going to try to go with and try to get hits, and he just looks so confident in his approach. It's awesome. Okay. And can you can you just tell the people quick that he's really good at defense? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, if you if you still can't come to grips with that, we're sorry. Yeah. Makes the error, error, error from time to time. Makes a lot of plays other guys can't. Yes. Same with Glaber. Anyway, my last and final award is the Thief. The Thief Award. The Thief. Oh, yes, there's a thief in the building. Do you have any guesses? Uh, The Thief Award goes to Tommy Canely. No, it doesn't. Wrong. Yeah, he's cool, though. Who's the The Thief thief Award award goes to one of the only pitchers to pitch... Multiple innings and not give up any runs nor scare us. Okay. And he's stolen all the powers from the rest of the pitchers and he's using yeah. them for himself. And I don't I want him to stop. He's a thief. He's a thief. Goes to Luis Sessa. Rui. He's like the only pitcher that didn't get in trouble this series. And yeah. it's like, hey, dude, if I could trade you going back to being bad and everyone else back to being good, it like makes it better. So please give everyone back their powers. In Luis Sess's last seven games, yeah. he's pitched 19 innings, Jake, mm. to a 0.95 ERA. Don't fall for it, guys. I no, fell no, no. for it Jim, in spring Jim, training. Jim, Jim, trade deadline. Other oh. teams are listening to our podcast, dude. Oh, dude, he he, tr- Sessa might be pitching himself into a trade like Shreve. He looks he looks great. I man, if I 
Oh, boy, if I was those Diamondbacks and I knew Louis Sessa was out there, I'd punch it, babe. He's found something. Oh, C- Cleveland, he's he's cost-controlled. Man, imagine what he could be there. In his last in his last 19 innings, these are the teams he's faced. Tampa Bay Rays, Houston Astros, yep. Boston Red Sox, Tampa Bay them. Rays, Tampa Bay Rays, Minnesota Twins, Boston Red Sox. What are all those teams have in common? Being good at baseball. What did Luis Sessa do? 19 innings pitch, two earned runs, 0.95 ERA. Why don't you trade for him? You're then we Cleveland. trade him. You need, you need help in that bullpen. How about you get a guy that shuts down all of the playoff teams and just give us a starting pitcher? Already? And he, we promise he won't steal all your team's powers, and then you guys are shit, but you have Luis Sessa. Damn. Yeah, I, 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 I was about to poo-poo you both pretty bad because I mean, it's two innings. We were already, we already had a sixteen spot on the board for the Red oh, Sox. But yeah, with, with with those other stats, man, uh, good good for Rui, and uh, I hope he enjoys his next stop. <laughs> uh, all right, that ends the awards. Where are we at? An hour and four minutes. Hour and four. First, uh, first. I mean, who do we? We didn't really mention Didi. Um, Didi's still hot. Yeah. No, I don't. We're done with that. Let's do trade talk. Stroman goes. All right. Trade trade talk. Stroman goes from the Blue Jays to the Mets. Yes. And I think now they're going to try and trade Syndergaard. So they're doing the whole like get rid of pieces while still being uh, a contender. I don't know. In a smaller sample size, it's like when the Yankees traded away. Chapman and Miller, but got Clippard, who was good at the time, and he was good for the rest right. of 2016. So Strowman's off the board. Yeah. This is the conversation. I don't Did have. Did you a see single, the Brody I quote? I don't think that's real. I thought that was uh, Sweeney fucking around. I don't think so. I don't think Sweeney really messes around like that on his. Then if his if Brody Twitter. said that, it had to be very tongue and cheek, self mocking, because he already has like said they came and got us. Maybe I shouldn't talk so much. So I think it's very tongue and cheek. If you had to guess one guy to do it, but go on. Anyway, oh Sweeney replied and said it was a joke. Yeah, there's no way that was a real quote. Thanks, Sweeney. Thanks, Sweeney. Good joke. I don't know if you're allowed to do that, Sweeney, to be honest, because you're an official reporter. Right. But here's my thing on trades. I don't have a single prospect I would not move. I don't have a single prospect I would not move besides maybe like Jason the Martian, but he's 16, and I don't really think he's an option to be moved anyway. No. So other than that, in 2017, they were playing with Fool's Gold. They traded, made some trades, and it was like, we got to make trades for people that will stay. Like, Sonny was supposed to be part of this team now. Like, that didn't work out. Um, we still have Canely, Todd, and D-Rob. Yeah, Todd and D-Rob were uh, good for the time we had them. But, whatever. Last year, they made they made trades. They still wanted to stay under the cap, so they didn't do any death trades. Hap was fantastic down the stretch. Like, you can say resigning Hap may be a mistake, but trading for him was good besides the start in Boston. Uh, but down the stretch, like Hap was made us a way better team as our best pitcher. Seven and oh, two, six, nine ERA. Cashman needs to make 
a death punch trade, Jake, and he's going to have to overpay for it. The the it's gonna like they gave up Glaber for Chapman, the Cubs. They knew they were overpaying at the time. Has, has, has to. He has to, Jake. I I don't care who uh, trade Clint. He's worth a lot. Trade David Garcia. I don't. I don't, I'm not a buyer in his stock anyway. And even if I was, I'd still be saying this. Whoever they ask for, if we don't go after it and say this is a win now year and we need a win right now, I'm gonna be so upset. I trust Cash to make good trades, but and then another thought I had is Cashman always makes that first trade like Lance Lynn, Jaime Garcia. People are gonna there's gonna be a trade like that. Like maybe it's Mike Leak, and people are gonna overreact and think that's like exact the whole move. So let's all know that that's coming. There's gonna be a like a buffer trade. But I, I I'm ready to trade everyone. Are you with me? Same mindset. Do you have guys you wouldn't trade? I'll I'll walk you through the weekend. I I posted my three guys I wouldn't trade. I also had the Martian on there because we we love a good, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A freak. Um, I I had Tyro on there as kind of a joke just because of my man crush on Tyro this year. And I had Eric Kratz on there, the the 39 year old third string catcher. He's off the table for me, Jim. Um. When I mentioned I was having thoughts that I couldn't share this weekend, um, Jim, I, I Saturday I crossed into a firm area where I was like, we need two pitchers. Um, I, I really did. Um, I think part of that, I think, was Domingo Herman, who you talk about a big trade piece. I mean, Domingo Herman could be a guy you could flip for someone like a Noah Syndergaard that obviously adds value to that other team for many years down the road because I think he's going to be a really good pitcher, man. The strikeout stuff is no joke. He's going to be on a pitch limit this year for the Yankees, and maybe they turn him into a super weapon out of the bullpen. Maybe they save his innings for the playoffs, but it's still going to be Domingo's first kind of playoff run. And, I mean, what starter is he? Is he our one right now? Um, So, Jim, I I think you're right. I I mean – we need to make a move. If Noah Syndergaard is moving, Jim, he's going to Houston or the Rays or, or another team that we're going to be battling with, Minnesota. And I think you're right. Brian, Brian Cashman has stood pat with this youth movement and where this team is at. Um, push has come to shove, Jim, because if, if the Mets trade Noah Syndergaard to Houston – and we don't get an elite starting pitcher, I mean, we might have just wasted a baseball season. Elite's hard, though. There's not that many elite starting pitchers out there. I think what we talked about in the last Sharp Stats, I think think he's going to try and fortify the – get, like, one pitcher and fortify the bullpen because starting pitchers don't go three times through in the playoffs, so you just need a big pen and – Right, but I, I just think playoff baseball is different. And, Jim, the other thing that, yeah, I mean, well, this, who's elite? this starting who, like, who do you have that's elite available? Um, if Cindergard's available, he's he's around there. Um, I, I think some of the guys, I mean, I know he's a name you hate. Um, I think Grinky might still have something in the tank. Um, I don't think he's coming I, I to think, New York. 
I think Jim, even even a guy I know people are making a lot of jokes around it, but Robbie Ray does have big strikeout numbers, and I mean may, maybe he catches hot in New York. Jim, I mean right now we don't really have a playoff rotation, um, so we we need something. Uh, I don't know who it is. I I don't know what the analytics team is, but Jim, I, I'll tell you what, man, you. I mean, maybe Sevy comes back, and even if we could get four innings of good Luis Severino, that we could almost piece that together with our bullpen. But, Jim, I, I'm sorry. When you have Cole and Verlander starting five games in a seven-game set, like you're just not going to be able to piece together what they can piece together. So um, I don't know, man. I mean, if, if they make a trade for a Mike Leak or someone like that, I'll convince myself in the innings and in that, the bullpen's going to come together and Seve's going to come back and we'll figure this thing out. And there's a chance, man. It's baseball. That's why baseball is a great sport. You get hot at the right time, you can do it. But, man, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I will have trust in Tanaka in a playoff game. You and I will have that because he has earned that. He has earned that. Everybody else right now, man, I, I mean, if, if Domingo twirled a bad game in the playoffs, would we be shocked? If Paxton twirled a bad game in the playoffs, would we be shocked? CeCe? So, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I need something that lets this team know we're going for it. Because, Jim, I think the other teams are going to get stronger. I don't know who Houston's going after. I think the Sox are going to get bullpen help. I, I think the Sox are going to get someone like an Edwin Diaz, who, man, if they can get him for pennies on the dollar and fix him, Geez, would that be a huge boost to that team? So the Yankees just need to do something, and it needs to be impactful, man. It it can't be, it, it can't be kind of Lance Lynn from last year. It can't be Jaime Garcia. It needs to be impactful. So I don't I don't know what it is. Yeah, but um, I do think that they, they that he will trade for like a Lance Lynn Jaime Garcia type. It's not the big move, but he always likes to get a couple starters. Right, and that's, I mean, I very much fell into that area this weekend where I was i was telling myself, you go out and you get a Stroman or Bauer with your prospects, which, um, and something that our big baby David brought up was that uh, the Blue Jays, people talk about the Yankees tax, I think it gets blown up too much. I think in division, I, I think there's something there. I, I wouldn't say that's a Yankees tax, I think that's an in division if they were going to trade Stroman. They were probably going to ask for more for the Yankees, and we know Brian Cashman doesn't have his tipping point. But I, I came into this weekend saying, "All right, you go get a you go get a Mike Leak, a Robbie Ray, uh, with prospects, a couple prospects, and you do it." And then I was saying, "You pay for Bauer, or you pay a, a little bit for Stroman." And I mean, now he's off the table, but I, uh, it would be great to get two arms in there. Give me one arm that I can talk myself into. Do you think Bauer is available? I think there's a chance, Jim. I don't think it's a big chance. I think there's a chance you'd have to pay, and, I mean, it might be a price people aren't comfortable with, but, um, I, I mean, I mean, Jim, what, what would you pay to get Trevor Bauer on this team? That's not my issue. My issue is why would Cleveland sell him? Like, they have I get Bieber. That, but they it, have Bieber. Um, dog hair. What's his name? Clevenger. Clevenger and Bauer. Those are their three starters. Like 
Kluber's, Kluber's supposed to come back. Yeah, I just heard he's looking bad. Uh, his like miles per hour is like way down, and Carrasco's not coming back. So if they trade Bauer, they're they're punting on the season, and they're two games out. Right. Um, I mean, they, they have to manage things a little differently money-wise, et cetera, et cetera, and trying to get value to kind of keep this thing going. Um, uh, I don't know, man. I, 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 I could see a world. I mean, especially if, if the Astros made a big move and the Indians are looking at the teams ahead of them like, hey, we're not going to be able to take down Houston no matter what we do. Um, I, I don't know. There, there could be some long-term thinking there. Like you, I'm not fully bought into it. Um, could I see a world where it happens? Yes, but you'd have to pay. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I, I like, like what you said though. I mean, it's time. I, I don't want to look back in two years and a couple things go the wrong way or a player finds a hole in his swing or someone doesn't age well. And we're like, damn, this team was so good. We just never made the big move. And as you and I have talked about on talking baseball, go check it out. All of the last I mean, the last eight World Series winning teams all had big acquisitions at the deadline. Um, and I think it's part of the Dodgers' problem, too. The, Do- the Dodgers went out, got you Darvish at the deadline. They ran into, <laughs> he got lit up, and the Astros killed it with Verlander. And then, <laughs> uh, this name always makes me laugh now, but the Dodgers went out and got Ryan Madsen for their bullpen needs, and he had one of the worst playoff performances I've ever seen out of anyone. Uh, where meanwhile the Red Sox were getting Steve Pierce winning the MVP um, and they had Evaldi do magical things. So the Yankees need to make an impactful move. Yep. I think that cash will. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. And, I, and I'm sick of people saying, like, why is he waiting so long? It's like, well, if you're a team that has a player to sell, why would you not wait till the very last second to see who comes with a better deal? Like, I'm sure cash right. would love to get a trade done. But why, if you're selling, would you pull the trigger early? Yeah. So there's that. We'll see how it goes. Jake and I are on call. Whenever a trade happens, we'll uh, pick up the mics and talk about it and come to you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening. Voicemail episode on Tuesday. We are recording early on Monday. So by the time you're listening to this, we probably uh, you're too late to call in. But call in for the next one. And uh, we appreciate it. Jake, last words? Go Yankees, Cindergarten, Mike Miner. Boom. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs>